0: Thanks for joining us on The Father's House Podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at thefathershouse.com. We'd love to stay connected. Now, let's go to this week's message. Hey, uh, have you ever received a Christmas gift that you didn't want? Anybody ever honest enough to raise your hand, and say you got one of those gifts that you didn't want? So I put that question out this week on social media, and thank you for responding. I like this one. Kathy said, had to post this. My dad got my mom, they're both in their 80s, bird seed. He said, what's left to buy when you've been married for 67 years? Hey. <laughs> I like that one. Here's another, here's, I, I like this one, uh, this is Lisa. I'm not sure this was the worst, but my reaction caught on video forever. I was opening up a gift from JR, her husband, and I just knew it was the new hot rollers. She said, Remember those. Yeah, I don't remember rollers. those, but I wanted, yes, but he bought the wrong ones, and I did not hide my disappointment. Wow, wow. that sounds like Lisa there. Tanya. <laughs> Tanya, I will not tell what you got there. Uh, <laughs> you have go look on Facebook. Maggie, our first year of marriage. This is Maggie, okay. My dear husband, Lon Dowis, gave me a pair of army fatigue camouflage pants <laughs> in his size. That sounds like Lon. <laughs> Helen said, when I was about seven or eight, my brother, he must have been 16 or so, gave me a box of stinking rotten eggs. Wow, mm. I can't believe that. Isn't that un- unbelievable? Do you have any uh do you have any horror, sto- horror stories? <laughs>
1: yes, I do, but honestly, the first Christmas we were together, everything I got for him didn't fit and was not going to work, and then the big prize, the big present was a was a cappuccino maker, and earlier that night he said, "I don't just I don't understand why people give each other appliances." That's so weird. And I'm thinking, it's under the tree and you better like it. But anyway. (laughs) But okay, I'm one of six kids and I got IOUs a lot, uh, uh, mostly for birthdays. But a lot of times we would just get an IOU. We got to pick what we would have for dinner. So Uh that was a, a good treat. But I don't know, maybe I was six or seven years old and I wanted blue jeans. You know, that was a long time ago, 53 years ago, right? So blue jeans weren't like all the out there so i was like mom i want some blue jeans usually only the boys got blue jeans and so i was like i want some blue jeans and she then i didn't say anything else and then came christmas mm, yeah. and there and were the there were boxes and it looked like a clothing box uh-huh. and i was like yes so i opened it up and it, <laughs> it was it was a pair of pants that um were we're green flowers.
0: We have a picture of that? There you are. (laughs)
1: And I said, Mom, I wanted jeans. And she said, They are jeans. It's jean material. And I said, No, that doesn't count. I wanted blue jeans. Now, I must tell you that we always played cowboy and Indians, and you can't, have, you can't be a cowboy. I've got my, my, my goatee on. You can't be a cowboy with flowered jeans on. I was so upset, and I let her know it.
0: All right. Well, we all have gifts like that. And I think if you're, if you're a parent or a grandparent, I know at least one Christmas in life, you've probably heard something like this. Watch. I wonder what's going to be. I
1: want it. I want, it. I want a toy. What is it? I want a toy. What is it? I want a toy. How do you know it's not a toy? I want a toy. Open it up. Let's see what it is. I want a toy. I want a toy. I want a toy. Aunt Val brought you a princess shirt. I want a toy. Look how beautiful you can be in that princess shirt. I want a toy. That's not very nice.
0: I want
1: a toy.
0: I think we all know how to handle those sometimes as an adult uh, we have disappointments but we're a little bit better in disguising our disappointments I want to help you if you uh, if you get a gift for Christmas and you really really don't like the gift I've come up with a top ten things how you can respond to an unwanted gift okay so this will help you it'll you'll be glad you're here a tenth reason hey Now that's a gift. Number nine, well, well, well. Number eight, you know, I've always wanted one of these. Would you uh, jog my memory so that I know exactly what this is? Number seven, you know what? I'm going to find a very special place to put this. Number six, boy, you don't see craftsmanship like that anymore. Number five whoa and a very interesting color number four i love it but you know what i fear that jealousy will happen all around people want this number three sadly tomorrow i enter the federal witness protection program (laughs) number two to think i vowed to give all of my gifts away to charity this year wow and number one you shouldn't have i mean you really shouldn't have, all right? So that'll help you. But my guess is, in 2020, there have been things that we thought were going to be a beautiful gift, but when we opened them, they weren't what we wanted. You wanted a toy, and things didn't turn out the way you wanted. Maybe you wanted complete healing this Christmas, but you haven't received it. You wanted a toy. Maybe... There's an empty chair in your house this year for Christmas. And someone who was there last year, you've had to say goodbye to them, and you already miss their smiles, you miss their laughter, you know they're not with you. You didn't get what you wanted this year for Christmas. Or maybe after service you're going to walk out to the car all by yourself, lonely again. You'll see husbands and wives holding hands, boyfriends and girlfriends and you'll be walking to the car knowing that another Christmas has come and gone and You don't have a husband. You don't have a wife. You didn't get what you wanted. Or maybe at Christmas you wanted a real family this year, you know, with a real dad and mom in the same house, with a tree, with gifts and laughter, but now you're split your time between two places. Maybe you don't even feel you belong at either places. You wanted a toy, but you didn't get it. I think a lot of times what we hope for we don't get, and we lose hope. We've been in a series called A Season of Hope. One of the verses that we've been looking at is Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 3. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For it, by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith. Look at this verse 3. By faith. In fact, would you read it with me? By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen We're not made of things which are visible. We said hope three or four weeks ago when we started this series. We said hope is a constant expectation that God is working. Or the hope is the belief that my tomorrow will be better than my today. But if you lose hope, if you lose hope that anything's ever going to change, it's a terrible place to be. You wanted a toy, but you didn't get the toy. I think sometimes when we look at the Christmas story, we over-spiritualize and we over-sanitize the Christmas story and make it into this glorious thing that that everybody got everything that they wanted. But I want to read to you again this Christmas story. So today, I, I just want to say, first of all, remember how the event happened. Remember how the event happened in Matthew chapter 1, verses 17 through 23. Now, there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to, uh, to the Messiah. 42 generations. So 42 generations, something has been happening. Verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph her husband was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace look at this phrase he had in mind to divorce her quietly he made up his mind the only way to handle this unexpected gift is he would divorce her and not let her be embarrassed and maybe him not be embarrassed The virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, read it with me, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now we read that story, but let me remind you that story is full of unexpected gifts. Mary already had her dress picked out, but she can't wear that wedding dress. Why? Well, she's pregnant and it won't fit, it's not what she expected. This angel came and said, you're favored and you're blessed. Now she's pregnant, unmarried, and all the townspeople are talking. It's not what she expected. And there's Joseph. I mean, he's been planning a long time, building the addition to the house and getting that already. He had plans of how that the, the wedding would go and how that would happen. But all of a sudden, it's not going to happen that way. Yeah, I, a lot of people love this song, Mary, did you know? I think that's theologically unsound. I think it should be, Joseph, did you know? Because, listen, Mary, did you know? Look, she knew she hasn't been with a man to have sexual intercourse, but she's pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So Mary had a greater assurance that she knew than Joseph. How do you explain? Joseph, I have never been with a man, but I'm pregnant. Don't sanitize this and overlook this. You talk about an unexpected gift for Joseph. That wasn't something that he was expecting. So he, he tried to figure it out in his mind, and in verse 19, don't overlook that. It says, he had in his mind to divorce her quietly. He looked at the gift. He looked at everything that was going on, and he decided he made up his mind. Every hope that he had to have this great marriage with Mary he'd been waiting for and planning, it's not going to work. And so he already made up his mind that he was going to let her go. That he was going to lose all hope that this would ever be a great marriage. Just like some of you came tonight. And you're ready to give up all hope. You've already reasoned in your mind that what you're going through, there's no way out. You've already reasoned in your mind that there's no way that anything is going to happen. You came today ready to give up on peace, joy, hope, and love. Joseph, I mean, do you ever think about this? this is after a while, after probably a few months, the angel came to him and said, it's going to be all right. Why did God wait so long? You see, sometimes we don't realize that God is seeing how we're going to respond before he shows up when we think that we have an unexpected gift and we wanted a toy. I can just imagine Joseph in the men's prayer group trying to justify himself and justifying Mary. Yeah, guys, you know, I know it looks a little weird and I know nothing's ever happened like this, but Mary had a visitation from the angel and I had a dream from God. And it's going to be all right. But I wonder if also in his humanness, after Jesus was born, did Joseph ever look around at another man and say, "It it, it looks like Jesus sort of has his 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 nose." Could it be? Could it be? How do you respond when what you thought you were going to get you don't get? You see, we all love gifts, right? I love gifts. You love gifts? And so we got this beautiful gift right here. And uh, so I know how to get into this. They told me, see, I should have borrowed Richard's pocket knife. It didn't work. There. I love to open gifts, don't you? I'll be opening up some gifts in a few minutes. So you, you look at this gift, you say, wow, it looks like a nice, nice box." Looks like what I wanted. Right size, wrapped beautiful. And so you go and tear it and tear it apart and you, the gift that you thought you were getting. Wow, it looks like it's a gift that I wanted. But when you open it up. It's really not what you were hoping for, right? Loss. Unemployment, loneliness, pain, adultery, infertility, cancer, divorce, death, addiction, debt, abuse. Wow. But I didn't want cancer. I didn't want sickness I didn't want separation I wanted a toy isn't that a story of our life but you see what we experience doesn't determine the outcome pain adultery loss unemployment but it's how we respond to the gifts that we open and we don't like that makes a difference I want you to hear a story of someone that Anita and I love so, so, so very much, and I know you do. Would you welcome to the stage, Lacey's gonna share with you tonight. As
2: so most of you know, my name is Lacey Bryan. I've attended the Father's House for 21 years. I've served in almost every area of the church and right now i serve in the av room running pro presenter outside of church i'm blessed to work in a job that helps people in need and impacts their lives at this point we can all agree that 2020 has not been our best year i can definitely testify to that i remember last year around this time i was so eager for 2020 to come and the goals that i had set forth in the year that i wanted to accomplish fast forward 2020 brought a pandemic, racial tension, more hate toward law enforcement, and yet a tsunami storm that I was not mentally, physically, or even emotionally prepared for. Wow! But God yeah. knew what he was preparing me for. Growing up in a single-parent home, all I ever wanted was a relationship with my father. Throughout the years of growing up, I remember that I would give this guy every opportunity to make up for his mistakes. For instance, the times that years would go by without having contact with him, not showing up for his visitation weekends, or the verbal abuse that he would often lash out whenever I did see or talk to him. But this only led to disaster. And what I mean by disaster, I mean trying to be the adult in a relationship as a child and making the relationship something that it never was. I remember how I would always reach out and schedule visits that rarely happen. I was seeking attention from him that he never tried to reciprocate. As I matured in, in life and in my walk with God, realizing that this was more of a toxic relationship, I was giving attention to. But on the other hand, I've been blessed beyond measure with the relationships I've built and the career that I have with the amazing opportunities I've been able to experience. But unfortunately, when there is a wound that hasn't been worked on or healed fully, everything, the wound overrules the blessings we have. I really found myself this year unhappy with everything. It's either I was really good at lashing out and telling you how I felt with no care in the world, or on the other hand, I became really good at closing people off. That made me upset. Instead of confronting the issue, I learned how to ignore text messages and phone calls that I didn't want to be bothered with. And oddly enough, I found myself feeling abandoned. In different situations with life, friendships, and even with work, if you know me you probably are thinking this isn't the lacy i know lacy is the life of the party people person fun personality how amazing is it that we can hide our pain from others but july of this year i had enough i had enough of the life that i was living of having optimistic hope that things would turn around negativity of the media that people believed in in the pandemic that everyone has an opinion about. I ended upside down, losing myself, fighting the thoughts of suicide, and just ended up losing my identity of who I was entirely. I had hit rock bottom. The breaking point I I had was the closing of a chapter of something I just continued to hope for, which was a relationship with my father. Now, to save you from a long story short, in a million years, I never thought I would hear the words from my own father that I should just kill myself and that he never wanted me as his child. The moment those words sunk in, I felt that everything I was feeling this year lined up and made sense. What am I worth now? I truly believe God doesn't give you more than you can handle. God knew the desires of my heart with this situation and also knew what was best for me. The amount of prayers that I prayed hoping that this relationship would come forth. I believed that God didn't answer my prayers because he was protecting me through this process. It was a dark couple of weeks before I picked myself up and started the healing process. Through the weeks of finding myself again, I struggled with the thoughts of suicide, just wanting to end the pain and broken heart that I had from over the years. I found myself questioning my worth. It's like my mind continued to replay the hurtful words I was told by my earthly father. At this time, I reached out to a friend who continued to encourage me to speak to someone to start the healing process. I made a promise to myself to at least give it a try. I mean, at this point, what else did I have to lose? I found myself during this pandemic in a counselor's office sharing my life story. Honestly, to vent about my hopeless year I was going through ended up healing me in ways I didn't think could. I ended up cutting the cable removing myself from social media, and found myself digging into the word alone. Good, good. I never imagined that listening to the wordly opinions put a heavy weight on people's lives. Due to the fact that I accepted Christ at a young age, this built a foundation that enabled me to build a strong relationship with him. Throughout my life, I've become really good at hiding my feelings on certain things. Pastor Andrea and Maggie reached out to me during this time and reminded me that they were praying for me without knowing what I was going through. At this point, if it wasn't for me engaging myself more into the Word of God, worship, or life group... And I lost my place. I don't think that I would be able to stand here today to tell you my testimony. This year of growth alone has challenged my outlook to understand that you can't allow the worldly opinions or tough times to define your life. I'm only responsible how I handle the moment that I'm in. I have found myself talking to God more and asking for his guidance when I'm struggling. Honestly, I've been able to find positives in every situation that I'm faced with often I'm quick to turn down negativity from others. As you can tell from my testimony, you can overcome the storm and still be able to find hope. I know that we can all stand here and give a story of what we've gone through this year or past years. Even though this was a devastating year for most, I can honestly say that I am thankful for the storm and how it brought me closer to God. I now understand and happily accept who I am Negative people and situations do not define who I am and what I believe.
0: Amen. Wow. Thank you so much. You. Wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. Look, I mean, when you look, when you look into the box of, of what you thought you were going to get, you, you wanted that toy... But you didn't get it. I um, just wonder how many of you tonight could really identify with what she was saying. But it's not in what happens to you and where you are right now that determines who you are and what you're going to do. But it's to be able to, as she was, to reach down inside of what you're going through. And there you'll find another gift. You'll find a gift that God said that he would send to us. He said, no matter what you're going through, he said, I don't want you to ever feel alone. But I'm going to send another gift. I'm going to send Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. So no matter what you're going through right now, I want you to hear... That God is with you. You say, yeah, but I, I just can't, I can't see Him. I can't, I can't feel Him. And, and I'm just not sure. Let me, let me show you something. Would you watch the screen? Don't watch me. Those of you in the house, don't look at me. Look at the screen, okay? Look at the screen, all right? Look at the screen. Now, the, I, I want them to keep a tight, a tight camera shot here on me. But I want you to watch the screen. Don't watch me. You see, so sometimes... You don't see what you're looking for. You don't see God, but he's, but he's always there. And you're saying, I, I don't know how I can make it through the rest of the year. I don't see him. I don't see his hand. I don't see him moving. But he says, I'm with you always. Nothing can separate my love from you. I love you so much. I cared for you. And and we look around and we say, but I still don't see him. No, he's Emmanuel, God with us. And even when I can't see him, I love that song we sing. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. Jesus says to us tonight, No matter what you're going through, I want you to know how much that I love you and how much that you mean to him. So I'd like to pray for you tonight. I'd like to pray that if there's something you're going through tonight and you just feel like you have just given up all hope on that, could I just remind you that what you've been going through doesn't determine that, but it's Emmanuel, God with you. Would you bow your heads and would you pray with me tonight? Father, we come to you tonight, and we thank you for loving us. We thank you that no matter what we're going through or where we are right now, the gift that we wanted, we didn't get. We wanted a toy. And we got heartbreak tonight, disappointment. We're not where we wanted to be or where we thought we would be at this time in our life. And Lord, I just pray tonight that you, the hope of heaven, would come into our life as you came into Lacey's life and strengthened her during this time and you lifted her up with everyone still praying of where you are tonight I just want to say that there may be someone here tonight that says you know what I don't really even know that I know the Lord maybe you're watching online maybe you've gone to church all your life but maybe you've never surrendered or invited Jesus into your heart and into your life man I'd love to pray with you tonight See, it's it's not what you can do that changes. It's what he can do. Jesus came to this world, God's only son. He came into a time that was chaotic, a time of great disappointment. And he lived a sinless life, and he died on the cross for your sins and my sins that we might be redeemed. And he died, but on the third day, he rose again to give us hope to give us a reason to live. Forgiveness of sins, reason to live, and a hope for tomorrow. If you're here tonight or you're watching online and you say, Terry, I need to pray that prayer and I need to receive the gift of Christmas. I need to receive Jesus right now into my life. If that's you, would you raise your hand right now? Just raise your hand right where you are. Raise your hand and say, that's me. I need that tonight. I want to pray that prayer tonight. Thank you. Others tonight, I want to pray that prayer. I want, to, I want to receive that tonight. Thank you. Those of you that are watching online, same thing. Just raise your hand right there where you are. Let me lead you in a prayer tonight. We've all prayed a prayer like this at some time or another. But pray this prayer with me, would you? Father God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring for me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to come into my life in your sweet name, Jesus. As best as I know how, I want to serve you all the days of my life in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. It's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in your life. We would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps might be, visit thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.